Welcome to the Winback Marketing Podcast. There's gold buried in your lost customers. And in this podcast, you'll learn how sales and marketing leaders mine that gold using Winback Marketing. This week, my guest is Fahim Musa. If you're a consultant, then I know you'll get a lot out of this episode. I have a ton of respect for Fahim's work, so I'm thrilled to have him on the show sharing his Winback insights and the Winback strategies he uses in the consulting world. Welcome, Fahim. Great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Dan. It's great to be here. So before we get into a Winback, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, so back in 2009, I started a management consulting business here in Toronto, Canada. And the focus of that business was strategic planning. And I ended up, after many experiments, focusing on the academic, academia industry, mm-hmm. where I helped research commercialization departments to launch startups within a university environment. So basically the business development office. So that was my specialty. But I started off as a business planning and strategic planning consultant. And uh, I did that for about uh, almost 10 years. And in the last couple of years, what I've been doing is I've been working with other management consulting firms and independents to help institute sales and marketing systems so that they grow their business and, and thrive. Do you have a winback story that you can share? Yes, I do. This, I, I've got to take you back to the early days, it was 2009 or 2010, totally green in professional services, marketing and professional services sales. I'd come from a manufacturing background. That's the, I ran a manufacturing business prior to starting this business, the consulting business. And so I was totally green. So the first thing consultants do when they start their business is seek referrals. And that's what I did. I emailed everybody I knew that I started this new business and uh, any referrals would help. So I got a referral to the business development director of my alma mater university. And, and you know, as luck would have it, he had a, a small project for me. It was not a, a huge, a big number, but it was a good start in the game. And that project took two or three months to complete, and that was it. And if I were experienced, I would build a relationship with that contact and go and simply ask him, okay, what's next? I can help you more. But I didn't do that. You know, I, I made the mistake that many new entrepreneurs make where they feel that the best way to grow their business is to seek new clients. There's value in seeking new clients, of course, but uh, as I've learned, there is obviously a lot of business, a lot of value in kind of nurturing relationships and winning back lost clients. So I did not go back to this initial, this client that I had. And Kept looking for newer clients. I got some, but it was tough. Like looking for new clients is always difficult. But as luck would have it, I ran into this individual, this client of mine at an alumni event. And we got, we started talking and he just very curtly looked me in the eye and said, I've kept in touch. And it was a bit embarrassing. The following week, I called him up, set up a meeting, met him. He was very gracious. And we started talking about his challenges, the things that were going on in at his, at the university, the kind of startups and the kind of companies that he was trying to nurture and so on. And we got back into business. I got a couple of new projects from that. So it was a bit inadvertent, my win back, but uh, I learned a big lesson that, you know what, like you've got to nurture these relationships, right? And here's the funny thing. It's I not only got back, I not only won that client back, those projects, those follow-on projects, engagements that I managed to get, that ended up opening up my specialization 
my firm's specialization. One of the biggest challenges that consulting firms face is that we end up doing a lot of different types of projects with different types of clients because we base our business on referrals. And when you get a referral, you don't have any control about as to what that referral leads to. It could, you know, the client could say, okay, I need X, Y, and Z. And even if I haven't done it before, I'll try and make that work. So because of that, we end up doing many different types of projects for many different types of clients. And as a result of kind of going back to this one client, I did more and more projects and I got more and more exp uh, domain expertise in that field. And that became my specialty. And in about six or seven years time, we had done 50, 50 or 60 clients in, wow. in, that, uh, in that niche. And that made by, yeah, that's my story. Wow. That's a great story for a number of different reasons. First of all, a lot of people don't go back to their past customers or clients because they think it's done. They're gone. Move on to the next. It's always about the new customer, the new client. That's where the focus goes. But the other thing you mentioned was the relationship and the relationship you've already proved that you could do a good job. It, you know, how getting that relationship, developing the relationship, then proving your value, that's massive. So I would think that as a consultant, that would be a huge advantage. But on the other hand, it's a bit of a disadvantage too, right? Because after you've done the job, they see you as having an expertise in X. And after you've done X to go and do Y for them, something new is very different. But it sounds like for you, you're able to do, you're able to specialize and have multiple projects within that specialty, right? So you don't have to go and show that you've got new value or a different value to do another project. You just go deeper. Is that the way it works? So that's a very interesting question. And you know what? The, I'll start off by saying that I lucked out, okay. right? My business was strategic planning. And typically when you do strategic planning, you work with a client for a specific period of time, three, four, five, six months, whatever it is, you create a plan, you create an action plan. And, you know, there's a possibility of you staying on for a few more months and helping with the action plan or maybe longer than that. But then that's it, right? It doesn't, typically it doesn't, it doesn't go beyond that. But I really lucked out, right? When I, this client that I talked about, this was the business development office of the university, right? And that was the client. They were paying the bills, but they introduced me to various clients within the industry, the actual people that I would work with, right? So in the university, there are lots, lots of these academics and scientists and researchers that are coming up with business all the time because they're deep in research and they've got side projects going on. And the, the business development offices of these new universities take these ideas and try and commercialize them, right? As a result of that relationship, I got introduced to several clients that I would work from scratch, right? And so there was no, and as we went on, uh, the, we would work with those clients for a few months or even maybe a a couple of years at the max, but there was no pressure to keep that client, that individual client, that startup in our books because there was always another one. So it was, the, the university was like, it was a strategic client who introduced that, introduced us to various clients. That was the case. That's fantastic. Obviously you had to do a good job to begin with and to be able to get those kind of referrals or to have that kind of partnership relationship. But what's really interesting is that as soon as you do one or two of those projects, you learn so much more. And then the next one is that much easier and you can go that much deeper and you can really make a tremendous relationship and not reputation for yourself, I would imagine. Absolutely. And here's the thing, the more you, the longer you are with the client, right? 
the more work that you do, the more valuable you become to that client. Because let's say I've done, let's say I did five projects for the business development office at a university, right? Just by virtue of doing or even one project, or one engagement, I become more valuable to that client because uh, for that client to replace me or get another consultant in, it takes time to, to find somebody who can come in and do the same work, right? Finding another consulting firm takes time and it, it's costly as well. And then there's a risk of, okay, will they be able to deliver similar outcomes as the other consulting firm? So as long as you're delivering outcomes, as long as you're delivering results for your clients, then you know, you're in good stead and your value increases. And the more and more you work with that client, I'm talking about the, uh, in my case, the more I worked with my university clients, the more valuable I became because it, there, was, there is a cost to replace an existing, an incumbent, if you will. Now, is there a downside to that, to a getting deep into a client? Or is it all? This is something I talk a lot about in, when I create content. So it's unique in terms of my experience. I'm talking from my experience and these are my personal observations working in management consulting. As a management consultant, you work very closely with, the, with your client, right? It's a very face-to-face, high-touch business where you get to know the other person inside out. You're, you're working very closely with them and then know the numbers and know the business and, and so on and so forth. What I realized is that, yes, there is value in working with the client for a few, maybe a couple of years. The first reason is for a specific, let's say I was working with a startup client, right? The initially you would, I would work where I would do a very small discovery project, a discovery engagement, an assessment, an evaluation, an audit. That's how typically consulting firm, consulting projects start, as you would know. Those are not very lucrative. It, as you build more into those projects, and you get the second phase and the third phase, those become lucrative. So I felt that for stretching a, an engagement and delivering value for about two years was for me very ideal because it was, first of all, very profitable. But then I realized something, and as I matured as a consultant, I realized something that, you know, when you, and, and I'm talking from my experience, so when I worked b- beyond, let's say, 24 months with a particular consultant, a partic- particular uh, client, I beg your pardon, what really ended up happening is that I, at that point, I was too close to the client, right? And some of them would invite me to their board meetings. I would be working with senior management. Uh, we would be doing a lot of together, sessions together. And what happened with me was that 10, I found myself becoming part of the echo chamber. And then I realized that the biggest value of having, of bringing in a consultant is to have that outside expertise, Right, that was that's one of the biggest values of bringing in a consultant. And I felt that when I lost that outside expertise, and this happened sometime around that 24 month, right? I'm generalizing here. That that's that was the average. When I lost that outside expertise, I found myself becoming part of the echo chamber, and then I would sense, I would know that the value that I was bringing kept diminishing, right? And at first, with the first couple of times it happened, I just ignored it and I kept working with the client. And clients are no fools; they notice. And so some of those, for the first couple of times, I just kept billing the client on and on, month to month on month. And then the client realized, when the client realized that the value was diminishing, those relationships didn't go well. But I quickly realized that this is the issue here. And then as I matured as a consultant and as a business owner, I realized that once I felt, as soon as I felt that my value, I wasn't like delivering the same kind of value that I delivered when I first joined, I would voluntarily end that relationship. And those types of clients. I didn't, 
because of the nature of my work, it was strategic planning. I didn't feel that I would, I, ha- I didn't feel it was right for me to go back and get the business again. Uh, even, even after a few years had passed, because I felt that that client had moved on. They were at a different phase of their business. They needed different types of consultants. And by that time for me too, I would always have a pipeline. Right? One of the things that I, I prioritize in my business is to build a pipeline. So I always had a pipeline. There was always new clients coming in. For those reasons, I didn't have the necessity to go back to those individual clients and win them back. So sorry for my long rant, but I had to make those two points. No, that's a fantastic point. I remember a number of years ago, we had a very large client and they actually took it personally when we suggested party company. Have you ever had any problems like that where they still think that you're delivering value? Is it ever hard to cut those ties? No, I haven't personally come across that because every time, if I felt that I was delivering value, then I wouldn't terminate the engagement. It was only when I felt that it wa- I wasn't delivering value or my team wasn't delivering as much value than where, where we would have this conversation. And the way I would approach the conversation is that we would always talk about, yes, the value is an issue over here. And number two is, who can we get for you? Who can- We're not going to simply end this cold turkey, say that let's put together a transition phase. Can I look for somebody else for you? Or we would always have various associates and various firms in our network, which we where we would bring in at strategic points during the client relationship. So sometimes we would refer somebody else. At other times, we would hire somebody internally because some clients, as they grow, they're, they're at that phase where it makes sense for them to bring in a, a full-time person or a W-2 into the mix. So we, we, we would have that conversation. But no, I've never had a situation where the clients have, had taken it personally. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, I <laughs> guess so. We've covered a lot of ground here. Is there anything that we've missed or anything you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, I just want to emphasize the the same point that I talked about and probably articulated a little bit better. uh, As I mentioned, profits and consulting come at the back end. Typically, consulting firms start off with a discovery engagement. And that is, I wouldn't call it a loss leader, but it's it's a smaller kind of project. Like our consulting discovery engagements were like $15,000 or $20,000. And that's the kind of numbers we're talking when we go in and start a project, but then they're not super profitable at that because it's a small number, of course, and it's a, it's a, it's it's the initial part of the project. But then as you move forward, the engagements become more and more valuable, more and more profitable, because as I mentioned, as you progress with the client, you automatically add value, right? Because it's hard for the client to go back and spend time teaching you about their business again from scratch, looking for another vendor. There's a lot of time lost. And so there's, it's costly for a client to replace an incumbent consultant. Beyond that discovery engagement is where the, the profits are made. And for me, it was that 24 months. For me, 24 months is a, was the best window at the time to serve the client by making it a win-win situation where they get the most value and we get a lucrative project as well. So that's what I want to emphasize. And I think that you probably know this, that Bain and Harvard, I think, did a study, right? The, the, the person, Fred Reichel or someone mm-hmm. who yep. came mm-hmm. up with net promoter score. I think he said that the when you increase customer retention by 5%, your gross margins or your profitability increases, by, increases from 25 to 95%. And that's true even in consulting. So I would encourage consultants who are listening to this episode to really build those relationships and retain those customers. And then see for yourself what that sweet spot is for you where you're delivering top value to the client and you're able to build a profitable business. So this was a great talk. Thanks for coming on the show. 
If anyone would like to get a hold of you or learn more, where would they go? What would they do? Yeah, the best place to connect is LinkedIn. Just let me know that to connect with me and feel free to connect with me and let me know that you heard me on the Winback Marketing, the Winback Show. And I'm happy to connect. Fantastic. Thanks, Fiam. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for the opportunity. Mm-hmm.